Hello everyone, it's Dr. Dave. Hopefully you're all doing well, getting ready to roll into the weekend. Today is Thursday, July the 5th, 2018, and I'm here with your daily health update. Going to share some valuable tidbits with you, get you thinking about your health, not going to diagnose, prevent, cure, or treat any kind of illness or disease with you today, but it may lead to such by helping you and inspiring you to take some action and maybe consulting a healthcare provider as it's appropriate to help you work towards those health goals that you have in your life. Live a long life with good quality. Unsettling experiences on social media may raise depression risk. A survey of nearly 1,200 college students found that for every 10% increase in unpleasant social media experiences, the risk of depressive symptoms rose by 20%. Conversely, the researchers observed that every 10% increase in positive interactions reduced the risk of depression by 4%. That from the Journal of Depression and Anxiety, June 2018. So a negative experience online has a bigger impact than a positive one, but interestingly, it's all not all negative that sometimes spending time on there and having positive interactions actually helps have a healthier mood or uh, brain health. So that's kind of cool. There is a good use for some of this technology. We just want to focus on the positives and not the negatives because the negatives do have an impact on your health and wellness, all right? And, and good to help your children uh, stay on the positive side of the technology for sure. Speaking of kids, fewer kids are using tobacco in the United States. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention report that the number of middle and high school students who use tobacco fell from 4.5 million in 2011 to 3.6 million in 2017. Experts from the CDC explain that about 1 in 5 high school students and 1 in 18 middle schoolers use a tobacco product in 2017 compared to about 1 in 4 high school students and 1 in 13 middle high school students in 2011. Now from the Journal of Morbidity and Mortality Weekly Report, June 2018. So that's a trend that's headed in the positive direction and hopefully Canada is mirroring that uh, statistic. Um, you know, it's, it's, smoking is just a definite way to increase the likelihood that the last five years of your life are going to have poor, poor, poor quality and uh, you're not going to be very happy. You may not notice the side effects now. Of course, your risk for cancer is much higher if you smoke. But I think that some of the statistics show that the last five years of your life are definitely more likely to not be very good if you are a smoker. So definitely good that these kids are starting to get the message. On the diet side, should you eat fish? While fish is rich in protein and essentially fatty acids that can provide many health benefits, it can also harbor potentially dangerous levels of mercury that should not be consumed by some people. The Food and Drug Administration offers the following advice to kids and women of childbearing age. Don't eat fish more than two or three times per week, especially if you're pregnant or trying to become pregnant. Avoid fish known to have higher mercury levels. Limit children to one or two servings of fish a week. Don't feed fish to children younger than two years of age and if you eat fish that is caught locally check for advisories for any mercury concerns that from the food and drug administration june 2018 this is an ongoing debate among people in the health and wellness industry whether or not to eat fish and where it's from and whether or not it has some mercury levels in it I read an interesting study the other day where the amount of potential toxins uh, is not uh, high enough to negate the benefits of eating that fish. Uh, that was according to one study. So I think that these risk, higher risk categories though, if you're pregnant or trying to become pregnant, 
younger children and maybe even uh, older adults i'm not quite sure maybe at that stage it doesn't matter quite as much unfortunately um, but you do want to find a source uh, that you can with the least amount of risk to get the health benefits it's just a reflection of the environment that we've created for ourselves on the planet um, but we have to still try and uh, get the nutrients and um, uh, compounds that our body needs in order to be healthy. So it's a little bit of a juggling match. Lots of information online for you to read up and make the best decision for you. Uh, that's an area that you would want to read up on it and uh, see how you can make the best choice for you and your family. Exercise. Active kids less likely to be obese. Having a genetic predisposition for obesity does not necessarily mean a child is destined to be overweight. In a study involving 587 Chinese children, researchers found that kids with higher cardiorespiratory fitness levels were about 90% less likely to be obese than their sedentary peers, regardless of whether or not one or both of the parents were overweight or obese. That from the Journal of Pediatrics, June 18, 2018. That mirrors some research we looked at yesterday on the Daily Health Update that says even if you are genetically predisposed to obesity, that your environmental impact can negate the effects to some extent and that fitness was a great way to do that. All right. So here in children as well, activity seems to trump some of the genetic predisposition. So get out there and get moving and teach your kids that kind of lifestyle. Uh, it's a good way to go. Blood tests may help predict premature births. While still in early testing, Stanford University researchers have developed a new blood test that can identify which women will give birth early with a 75 to 80% accuracy by looking for a handful of genetic markers associated with preterm delivery. The research team hopes their test will help doctors develop early interventions for pregnant women at risk, but further study is needed to validate the test before it can be made available for widespread use. That from the journal Science, June 2018. Early intervention is always a great idea, knowing ahead of time what to prepare for if there's an increased risk, and in this case with being pregnant and uh, when the delivery will be. And sometimes uh, having a preterm delivery increases health risks for both baby and mom. So it's a good thing to maybe look into. So some interesting uh, use of some new research there. Finally, on the chiropractic side of things, daytime sleepiness is linked to musculoskeletal pain in children. A study involving 568 elementary students found that kids who were more frequently experienced, who more frequently experienced daytime sleepiness at age 10, had an increased risk for neck and shoulder pain and back pain at age 15. These findings suggest that more attention should be paid to daytime sleepiness among children at an early stage, as it has a predictive value for musculoskeletal pain later in life. That from the Scandinavian Journal of Pain, April 2018. Sometimes your greatest expenditure of calories, greatest expenditure of energy just comes from keeping you up in space during the day. And um, maybe there's a reverse correlation here that they may not notice it as pain, but that some discomfort or tension or stiffness in the neck and shoulder and back at age 15 may be causing a bit of the tiredness in kids, or there may be other sources uh, where it's coming from. But already this paints a habit at a very young age of people not being healthy, not feeling good, and affecting their uh, uh, alertness and their focus um, and how rested they are. So uh, we don't want to see this at such a young age because it obviously sets a precedent for later on in life. Your quote today comes from Mark Twain. The secret of getting ahead is getting started. Another great quote that I remember hearing from somebody was, you don't have to get it right, you just have to get it started. So what can you do today? It's July 5th. We're halfway through the year. 
Where's your health at? Where's your life at? What do you want to see improve? Set some targets, set yourself in a direction and uh, take some action today. The smallest steps can lead you in that uh, direction and you can get some momentum going every day. And that's the purpose of the daily health update. You know, we create these podcasts on a daily basis. We send it out in written format on a daily basis to people who have provided us their email. And uh, we believe that being tapped into something like this briefly every day uh, allows you to focus on some positive aspects of your health and steering it in the right direction. If you're exposed to healthy information too far in between, too far and few in between, then uh, you're bombarded with a lot of negativity, misinformation, and a lot of options that aren't that great for you and that steers you in the wrong direction. So stay plugged into the daily health update. Request a written copy in your inbox if you'd like. Get your email to me. Uh, Otherwise, keep plugging into the podcast and uh, share it with people you know because we need this trend to grow and we need more people plugged into this healthy information. All right? Go out. Enjoy your day. Create some great experiences. And I'm going to catch you next time.